Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you about understanding forgiveness. Sometimes we hear things and people teach things. And we see how that applies to us as far as like what we're doing wrong, the sin we're committing or the sins that we have committed. And maybe they may inadvertently make us feel like we are not forgiven, like we're still in that sin. But if we understand forgiveness and how we're forgiven and how the Lord has done that for us, then we'll understand that our, our slate has been wiped clean at that point. That old sin, that that's in the past, it's done and over with. It's gone. So, I may not know your particular situation, everything that maybe you're involved in. Maybe you have been involved in sin in the past. And, well, we've all been involved in sin in the past, right? We've all had something or done something. But I want to make sure you understand that when you repent and go to the Lord, that you are forgiven. The slate is wiped clean. Now, it is not an opportunity to go out and sin again, even though sometimes we do. Sometimes we're fighting an addiction. Sometimes we're fighting just a bad habit or a lifelong thing that we've learned uh, and sort of trained ourselves to do wrongly. And it takes time and effort and multiple attempts. Okay, so that means you're going to get multiple forgiveness, but multiple attempts to break that. And that's normal. We all go through that. We really do. I've been through that myself throughout my life where I've just gradually been able to break certain things and stop certain things and, and try to grow closer to the Lord and get closer to God. You know, it's just a day by day thing and we're not going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to commit sins that we know are wrong, but sometimes we're going to stubbornly do it. Okay, let's admit that we're human. Sometimes we kind of get frustrated, we get aggravated, and we just do it anyway because we want to do it. In that moment, we want whatever that is. It could be in any number of things. But that is the definition of sin. The fact that we do something that we know is wrong and we do it anyway. That's real sin. That's what we really have to feel that heartfelt sorrow and repentance for and go to God and ask for that forgiveness. And he does grant us that forgiveness. Jesus, the blood of Jesus, wipes us clean again, washes us clean, and gives us another chance to move forward and not commit those same sins. And in whatever state we're in at that time, we're, we're met in that state where we are, and we're forgiven from that point. We can't go back and undo those sins. We can't go back and undo the things we've done, and we're not supposed to. Well, let me put it this way. Most or a lot of sins, you, there's no way to go back and undo them. They're done, right? Things that we've done in the past, you can't undo them. So... That's just the way that is, and that's how we have to live with that. There could be some materialistic exceptions where you could right some wrongs somewhat, but you'll never totally undo the sin. 
that you can make some correction and improve that hurt somewhat. So, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, but sometimes, like I say, again, these things that are in the past, you can't go back and undo them. So there's a lot of things that we can't change. We can't go back and change. And breaking a further, uh, let's say breaking a further promise or covenant or committing a different sin to go back and try to undo that one is not going to make it better. That That's creating other problems. When we're forgiven and cleansed in the state we are, where we are, we move forward from there. It's kind of like Jesus told the uh, the adulterous woman, go and sin no more. Okay, so from this point forward, go and sin no more. I do not condemn you. He didn't get into all the details of her life or try to have her go back and undo things she had done. He just said, go and sin no more. It's like from this point forward. See, we live in time. We can't go backwards. We're always going forward in time. So there's no way for us to go back and really undo sin. So we have to start where we are with the Lord. And we can only move forward. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. The verse says, Paul is speaking, and he says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Paul is talking about moving forward with your life. Stop the wrong thing you're doing. Have your forgiveness and move forward, not stealing anymore. Now, he doesn't say to go back and correct and give back all the things you've stolen. Why? How are you going to do that? What if you stole apples just to eat and survive? You, you can't go back and give those back. There's a number of different reasons, and, and we could get into all that, but I'll, I'll tell you the main reason he doesn't say to go back and undo your sin or try to fix your sin. It wouldn't be forgiveness. Now, there may be physical repercussions in this life that we have to suffer through for the things we've done, such as prison, such as, you know, people are offended at you over something you've done that, that was wrong. We've, we've had that. That happens. So there may be repercussions to our actions. But from God's standpoint, when he forgives you, forgiveness, the forgiveness that Jesus bought for us on the cross, that is a debt we no longer owe. That is a cleansing, a complete and total cleansing. Jesus paid that price. He paid that debt. We don't owe that debt anymore. Again, this is not a license to sin or do something wrong. Not in any way. But it is a fact that when the Lord forgives us, when we go to the Lord, when we're when we're first when we first become a Christian, now think about this, you're young as a Christian. I don't care what age you really are, but you're a young Christian, you don't know everything. You're still going to sin a lot. Jesus is going to keep forgiving you. God is going to keep forgiving you. You're going to have that slate wiped clean as long as you come back and repent and keep learning and keep trying. It's a lifelong process. 
and we always need that forgiveness. But the idea is that we're always moving forward, and that forgiveness is forgiving us that debt, forgiving us that sin. We can't go back and undo it, but we are forgiven. Let's look at another verse here in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Even, even as Christians and even being Christians for long years, we still have sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He puts us in right standing with God. And then from that point forward, again, it's like, go and sin no more. You know, and that's what we're always working on. That's what we're always striving to do is to go and sin no more. If you have confessed your past sins and you have repented, then you are forgiven and cleansed. Again, not a license to go out and just do the same sin over and over. We have to keep striving to improve and do better. That's the thing. That's the point of being faithful. Being faithful to God means that we are making effort. We're studying our Bible. We're learning from the Lord in some manner. And we're trying to put that into practice in our lives. And we're trying to do better and draw closer to the Lord. That's being faithful. Being faithful is not being perfect because we're not perfect. I wish we could be, I wish we were, but we're not. So, we have to realize that. So, again, remember that you are forgiven. As a Christian, that's what we are. We are forgiven. Remember that God loves you, just like He loves everyone else. And He loves you right where you are, even in the midst of may be wrongdoing that you need to repent of and, and, and move away from. But it's how we respond to his love that matters. If we look at Psalm 32, we'll look at verse 5. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Just realize that when we confess our transgressions to the Lord, He forgives the iniquity of our sin. And He puts us in right standing, and we move forward from there. Look at Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. God abundantly pardons. He gives us great forgiveness. He knows we are limited. We cannot go back in time and change and undo things. We are not capable of doing that, so he forgives us in his love and care for us. So he forgives us. God is our God of forgiveness and love. We are his children, and he wants to forgive us. Just like we, we always want to forgive our children. We want to forgive our children and have a good relationship with them. That is what God wants. 
you know, if we have prayed about something and we have asked for forgiveness, we can, in good faith, trust and know that God has forgiven us. If you have something you've not prayed for forgiveness, then do so. Get that forgiveness. And truly repent, truly mean it, and make changes to not do that again. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The Lord is always near and available to us. And I just want to make sure that we understand that a Christian is just a forgiven sinner. That's all we are. There's always love and mercy and forgiveness in Christ. And don't be afraid to accept that love and mercy being offered by the Lord. None of us are worthy of it. None of us deserve it. But he gives it to us anyway because he loves us and cares about us. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.